Hello, friends. I am Lynn McLaughlin. And I'm Karen Iverson Riggers. And this is Real, real by <laughs> Let's get real. Real emotions, real experiences. Join us to explore authenticity and how to get real with yourself and others. Hi, all, and welcome to another episode of Real Vibes Only. This is Karen here with my collaborator, my co-conspirator, my person who I text about bathroom emergencies because that's just what happened. I was like, I can't record. I was like, I have to go, literally. (laughs) So that's real. We're keeping it real, everybody. So that's that's, that's what was happening right before we pulled out (laughs) our microphones today. But we're so glad to be with you for another episode. And today, as we are, you know, getting into like winter here in Wisconsin, like it got real this last week, a blizzard, and then the temperatures dropped uh, to below zero. And this time of year is hard. This time of year is hard for a lot of reasons. But we wanted to talk about that today, about what you know, what this time of year is really like in a cycle of things, like what is this time of year calling us to do? What's hard about that? And to talk about, you know, what gets really hard when it's dark and it's cold and it can feel really isolating. Let's, let's talk about that. So I wanted to start by kind of talking about this time of year and how, I I just was, what was I pulling out the other day? Oh, I have a journal that on the cover of it is talking about like honor. It has a moon and it talks about honoring your phases, like honoring your phase, honor your phase. And so I think about how there's all of these natural cycles around us, right? There's a lunar cycle with the moon. The big cycle that we're feeling right now is the seasonal cycle, right? Of winter, of cold, of things really being dormant, of like things going to sleep, right? So following some of these natural cycles. So when I think about winter, and I'm a person who loves being outside, I think about how, um, you know, it has to be much, it's much harder, and I have to be more intentional about getting outside. And so, that's that's part of the cycle, this cycle with winter for me. The other part is this call, right? Like we watch nature all around us go to sleep and rest and how we watch animals do that. We watch bugs do that and insects do that. And then we humans are like, nope, nope, we just keep going. We just keep going and we keep going and we keep going and we keep going. Ah. And what if, like, what would it look like to give yourself the rest that nature is telling us to do? So when you hear that, Lynn, like, what comes to mind for you? So much. Um, That's one of the things. I wouldn't say I'm a lover of winter, but I have respect for it. And I appreciate the gift of rest and downtime. as we were talking about, like talking about this subject, uh, what came to me also is 
I mean, there's the darkness, there's an aloneness, that isolation, but I think about coming off of the holidays and I will always talk about my daughter, you guys, it's going to come up in every flipping episode. Okay. Maybe not, but pretty much so. Um, and her leaving and going back to Utah and it feels like part of the intention of winter, it that slowing down period and resting period is also time for me to kind of catch up with my emotions. After the busyness of the holidays, like there have been, I think my dreams have been really, really vivid lately and like helping me identify feelings or things that I still need to process. Like it allows me to slow down long enough to rather than doing the day by day emotions to dig a little deeper into emotions that maybe have settled into my body a little bit more, if that makes sense. Uh, And times that I wasn't able to be attentive to them uh, for whatever reason, um, and forgot about them or forgot to process them or whatever. So it it feels like it's very much an inward journey and that slowing down and, and dormancy feels really, really important. And like you said, watching the animals hibernate makes me want a blanket um, and a journal and nice warm soup. I mean, all of those things that bringing myself back to me feels really powerful this time of year. And let's, I'm going to name it. It's really uncomfortable too, because it's, for me, the stuff that's coming up is it's deeper stuff. And knowing that that's there and kind of just waiting for me to make time for it. And now I have the time and it's like, yeah, but that might be uncomfortable. (laughs) so all of those pieces to come into play in winter for me well and I think about when we think about like seasons and cycles and all those sorts of things too like you also have the turning of the year that happens right this time of year and so many of us are like flooded with whether it's advertisements or emails or just like like consciousness like oh I'm supposed to be doing something I'm supposed to be doing something new. I'm supposed to be improving myself, right? I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, I should, I should, I should. And I think that feeling can be really intense for a lot of folks too, right? Or like, or we have a longing for that. Like we really want to do that. And like you said, Lynn, I can be really uncomfortable and can be really hard. Like change can be really hard. And with change always comes grief and holding that. And so there's a lot to hold. So this time of slowing down, this invitation, if you will, to slow down often, you know, includes an inward journey and includes some kind of assessment and includes some kind of like, how are things going for me? And I think this time of year, right, a lot of folks struggle a lot of folks struggle, you know, partially like because of the darkness, but I think partially because of all of these conditions, right? Our our bodies are telling us to slow down. There's not really permission or allowance to do that. And so I think a lot of that conflict along with a lot of the discomfort 
that comes with all of that, right, just kind of like really amplifies, intensifies maybe a lot of the emotions that we see or feel. Absolutely. I was sharing with Karen right before we started recording today, the level of anxiety I'm holding specifically today. And overall, I would say I'm not necessarily an anxious person, but it's like everything I look at is causing anxiety. And for me, I know that that usually there's stuff under there that I really need to pay attention to. Um, And I also know my anxiety has a lot to do when it comes up, has a lot to do with control and trying to control everything, um, which is really funny too. another part of Lynn that you all have now seen. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say same to that, <laughs> like same to that, like a lot, like so much of I, we did this. We, we had dinner with a friend of ours and we were talking about a lot of the challenges that we're having with parenting right now, <clears throat> specifically with, with parenting, um, specifically parenting a neurodivergent child, right? Somebody on the autism spectrum. And, and I had this like boom in my face realization about a lot of the things that I'm like tugging so hard on are about control mm. are about control and had this this realization about like wow like what would this look like if I just like let go of a lot of that control and let go of my way of thinking like this is the way it's supposed to be because this is the way it is parenting the other two kids and and it, so it was an incredible kind of like in my face like whoa and also like a whoa <laughs> right because yeah. then my like my anxiety flared up about like about oh well does that parenting look like i don't know how to do that right i don't know how to do that and so sometimes sometimes my anxiety's face has control and sometimes it's like uncertainty anxiety or like a not knowing like i don't know how and i'm a person like if i if you asked other people about me or if I took some assessment like to describe who I am, I'm a person who knows a lot of things. <laughs> like that, I've just been like that forever. Like, yeah, Lynn is nodding her head, right? Like people ask me like, oh, where should I do this? Or what recipe should I use? Or what, you know, like people ask and I'm happy to share. But that internal pressure of when I tell the story to myself of that's who I am, like I know what to do and then I don't know what to do. Yeah. That's uh that's that's real uncomfortable. That feels like an incredibly knotted yarn ball because there are so many pieces to that, right? I can feel in fact when you were talking about there's this is the opposite of control uncertainty. And then what's in the middle? What's here? Like if control is all the way to the left and if uncertainty is all the way to the right, I don't know if those are are opposites or not, but like is contentment in the middle and how do you get there? Can you tell me? Give me the recipe. (laughs) The recipe for that. 
I, I have uh-huh. to believe there is like anytime I've looked at something in my life, like whether it was like codependency, which is thinking too much about other people or self-centeredness, which is too much thinking about myself and coming to the middle um, of those two, because each of those has value. And I think control has value and uncertainty has value. But there's always how can I get closer to the middle where it's kind of a balance of them. Um, That's an interesting little tidbit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, let me know I, if you find that equilibrium. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to join you in that place. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like I said, so many, as you were describing all of that, you know, I could feel sadness. I could feel excitement. I could feel relief. I could feel fear. I could, you know, and all of those pieces that I'm thinking come together in in anxiety or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, that's a lot, Karen. Yeah, that's a, that's lot. a lot of different feels. It's a beautiful awareness. Yeah. You know, to be aware of the, okay, I'm tugging too hard over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that letting go process and all that, that, and this is the perfect time of year to do that because mm-hmm. we can slow down and recognize that all of the emotions that are under there are important. You know, they're important and valid and real and freaking uncomfortable. <laughs> like yeah. I'll lean into sadness a lot more than all these other ones. So, yeah. But it is interesting. Like when you start to unpack an emotion, right? Like, I un- unpacked the other day. I was just feeling completely overwhelmed, just totally overwhelmed, right? And it makes sense with the context of what is going on in my life right now. Like, it makes sense. But just like feeling completely overwhelmed and then realizing like, oh, like underneath that overwhelm are feelings of like, and this has to go, this goes back into that story, right? Of feeling like I should know what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you wouldn't be feeling so overwhelmed if you knew how to handle all of this. And so unpacking that overwhelm underneath there was like, oh, hi, there's inadequacy and hi, there's oh. uncertainty. Right. And hi, there's like there there was a lot underneath there. And so it was interesting as I kind of like. Like journaled out that emotion all the way there, like all the way through. And what was really underneath it and what was that emotion trying to tell me, you know, and it was like, it's okay not to know what to do. And to stay out of the thinking to feel it. Yes. Because, you know, any, at times when I've said, I feel inadequate, often met, well, well, you're not. And look at all the And being able to feel it, and this is kind of goes back to our podcast, the last one we did about, um, it pisses me off to be me, that going back to the emotion, validating it, but don't stay there where, or push it down and not feel it because that's when shame can show up. And that's where that inadequacy message came from. 
you know, mm -hmm. and all of those really hard, harmful things that we say to ourselves that have been conditioned over many, 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 many years, <laughs> been saying it a long time and finding the courage and space to feel it and then say, I think I want to shift this, but you have to feel it. You can't just go to, no, I'm good. Right. I'm good. Right. Yeah. Phew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big tangle. Mm -hmm. That was a big tangle. I often, if you haven't heard me say this before on the podcast, like I often describe like when somebody really listens to you or when you do the, the work of listening to yourself, like sometimes what's going on in your life feels like a big, like tangled ball of yarn, right? And if you're, you've ever been a like crochet or a knitter or just tried to like unravel something that has been like all messily tangled up, right? Or you're, you're yeah. like your, your phone cord or something like that, your charging cord, right? We can all Christmas kind of, lights, Christmas lights. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Big tangly ball. Right. And sometimes it's really hard to just pull out just like one thread of that, right? To make some sense of what is going on, to 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 give some space. And so I often describe, right, like, ooh, everything feels like a big tingly, tingly ball right now. And having someone really listen and someone really connect with you sometimes allows you to, like, pull that thread out, Right. Or sometimes when we do that work with ourselves, whether that's journaling or just sitting with emotion or just allowing like to really listen to ourselves and what we need and what our emotions are trying to tell us. Uh, oftentimes we can do that for ourselves too, right? Like to pull that thread out. This is why you're my person. Because <laughs> all of that just went really deep and it yeah so true yeah it's so true yeah and so I'm a big advocate in finding somebody that could be a friend right it could be in at your place of worship it could be a therapist it could be there are lots of people out there who want to and are willing to hold space and really listen right and finding finding those people that can really listen and allow you to kind of untangle that a little bit is really powerful and really important. I think really, really important. Connection is connection is essential to our well-being. And we I am hearing about it all the time now. It seems like it is everywhere. <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> although it's probably because I'm really listening for it too. Um, but that, that idea of connection and connection is prevention. Um, I will keep talking about it and keep talking about the importance of us finding that for ourselves and holding that space for other people. Yeah, definitely. And again, it's that both and having that connection with ourselves and taking the time to slow down. And also having, having your, your people around you that you can be real with and 
share what's going on. And again, so important this time of year too, because it can feel heavy. And I keep telling myself, I kind of watch when the sun goes down at night. I'm usually like in the living room with the dogs or whatever. And I can tell that the sun's staying up a little longer. And I will continue to watch that because that's when we think about hope. That's, I love that our seasons give us gifts and the season of winter gives us the gift to slow down and go within. And we get to watch the season change by the increase in light. And, you know, I don't even know what it is. It's like a minute a day or something. It's not a whole bunch, but over time, all of a sudden you're like, wow, it's really light out. And I noticed that the other day that even just a month since uh, the 21st of December, um, it's getting lighter. And that I love that physical sign of season change. Well, it's mm -hmm. always, there's always physical signs of season change, but that's one that I really like because I pay attention to it. And it feels good to know the light's coming, friends. The light's coming. And for right now, the light can be within and too. Um, that looking within peace. And we can hold it for each other. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you all for tuning in to another episode. I have an ask for y'all. If you really enjoy our podcast and our realness and our authenticity, um, feel free to rate our podcast when you are on your podcasting stream uh, and leave us a review. We haven't really asked for that, and it actually helps the message amplify and more people to see it. Um, so if you have the chance after you're done listening, go ahead and rate us and give us a review. We would appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I just you. heard that on another podcast and I went, we should probably. <laughs> <laughs> we totally know what we're doing. Everyone. We absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you all for tuning in. We will look forward to meeting you next time for another episode of Real Vibes Only. Until then, take good care. Take some time to rest, to slow down, to check in with your emotions, and to connect with yourself and someone else. Take good care. <laughs>